0: hey you busy Mm-mm. okay let me run something past you real quick do you believe in a god language actually I guess the question should be have you ever even heard of that if not <laughs> I made it up I'm a good grandbaby uh today I kind of stumbled upon that so I know you heard of love languages right You know, quality time, gifts, physical touch, acts of service, E or the above, right? It's pretty much essentially, if you haven't heard of it, you need to look it up, The Five Love Languages uh, for Gary Chapman. And it's essentially saying that we all have a way in which we receive love. And it may differ from someone else. And nine times out of ten, the way that we receive love is usually the way that we present love to other people. So, for example, if your particular love language is gifts, which means that someone has to, or the act of someone buying you a gift or thinking of you, or, you know, maybe it's the expense or it's the thoughtfulness behind it or whatever it is, gifts makes you feel like, hmm, that's the epitome of what love is captured tangibly. And so you'll probably, you'll be more inclined to go ahead and show your love to other people by buying them gifts. And so I was like, okay, that, that that's pretty dope. So, you know, there's all types of things that helps you in relationships, intimate friendships, whatever the case may be, but it's just really good to know how you receive love. But today I took it to another level. I understood the love language between humans But now I think I'm honing on on a God language, a way in which God can only speak to me that resonates with me, a way that God can go ahead and transform or transmit information into me that is almost like literally a spiritual just re-up, that a song or a whatever it is is customized to the T to the point that all I can do is to drop my jaw, look up in the sky and say, God, I know that was you. Yeah, I I want to go ahead and lovingly call that a God language because there is a way that God speaks to me that will hit me in a way that's like, yo, that if I went and told someone else, they'd be like, yeah, you know, uh, someone would send me a song. I had my friend do this the other day. She sent me a song. She was like, you got to listen to this. And I listened to it and I was like, yeah, I felt very Simon Cowell, right? (laughs) And she was like, what? Because of the beat, you know, it was a gospel song. But I was just like, hmm. I don't really, I got turned off when the first stanza was was already said. Like, I know you're going through a lot. and uh, Okay, see, if I'm feeling it already, I don't want to also sing it. So that just wasn't my thing, right? But then I have I look at my husband, and, and God speaks to him through movies because my husband is what I would like to deem a movie connoisseur. Uh, with me, God speaks to me through music. He speaks to me through the way that, Again, it's only customized to me. We can be in the same room, have the same experience. And I'm like, "Mm, I got the message in that because I know how God speaks to me. So I say all this to say there is a God language that I don't believe because I've never heard of it that I don't believe any of us has ever really taken the time to really consider that. I think that we are aware in one way or another how God speaks to us, but I don't think that we understand truly that we can have that particular love language with God all the time. I give you an example of what actually is making me want to hone this and and make this not just a practical thing, but make this a literally a way of life, a walk of life for the rest of my life. There is an opportunity that I'm waiting on. And so what I did was uh I set a time frame. I was like, okay, this month is going to be the month, and I'm going to hear something, and this, out and there, and I'm declaring, and I got people touching and agreeing, and it is so. And I'm standing on scripture, and that month went ahead and came and went and nothing happened. I was like, oh. I guess let me say it louder for the angels in the back. <laughs> you understand? Let's do it again. Next month came, and I'm like, in the name of Jesus. The Bible says if I ask anything in Jesus, and if I loose on earth, it will be loose in heaven. And if I bind on earth, it will be ba-. I'm talking about good, big-headed first lady. You understand? Tilt it to the side a little bit. Finger waist, if you will. I'm talking about standing on the scripture, okay? And the Bible says, take me all the way back back to church. You understand? And nothing was happening. And so I was like, okay. So I read in the Bible where a prophet said, yo, the sun's not going to move until I say so. Right, And the sun didn't move. I read in the Bible where uh, some people did some things that was like, bro, that was radical. How did you do it? And it was a mixture of faith, a lot of confidence, and then also making sure that uh, I believe God so wholeheartedly that I'm gonna go ahead and just declare it. And because God is who God is, and he wants to give himself glory and go ahead and make people believers through your actions and your boldness and your faith, he's going to go ahead and and co-sign it, right? So I was like, why isn't it working for me? You know, the Bible says if you have at least, you know, mustard seed. So I went ahead and checked inside. I was like, oh, I got at least that. Yeah, mustard seed. I Googled it. It's, it's very small. I have at least two, uh, at least a cupful of mustard seeds. So that's not the issue. All right. Do you have any doubt in your heart? Because the Bible says, you know, you should pray without any doubt because a man that is double minded is nothing and is unstable in all his ways. I read James. I know it. That ain't it either. So what happened? And then finally, I think I came to the end of a decorative road where I didn't want to declare not a near another thing. Because I didn't want doubt to even have the opportunity to fester. So I literally took a moment and just paused and had a real talk session with God. And it sounded a lot like this. God, I absolutely trust your timing. If this season taught me nothing else, I understand the, like, strategicness of your planning, I know the you are planning to the iota of things that I didn't even really declare or remember to pray about. So I'm thankful for that. I am in no way trying to rush you at all. There is nothing cute about me getting anything that's premature in the blessing realm. I don't want it because then that's how people feel like their blessing was a burden. And that's the wrong B word because that's not what I was praying for. I was praying for a blessing. I didn't want a burden. And so I am clear that there is something it's not a no. You got to add the T. It's not yet, and so I very much, in, I'm clear on when something is a delay and it's not a denial. When something is being prepared and it's not a permanent no. I'm just I, I have all the things in my head. Like I, I'm I'm clear. I said, but God, you know how you wired me. You know how you wired me. I am very timeline sensitive because it gives me the opportunity to prepare which is my favorite thing to do I love to plan I love to work a plan I love to execute a plan all e all the above anything in planning it literally is one of my favorite pastimes ever I said but God I'm putting forth timelines not really understanding what's going on behind the scenes administratively and so I need you to talk to me the way that I need to be spoken to because my faith is on the line here. You see what I'm saying? Like I don't want to keep praying something and it's not coming to pass and I'm opening up my mouth and I'm saying it to other people as an act of faith and it's not happening. So it's like, bro, what's up? You got sin in your life? Like, I don't know what's going on, to be honest. And so it's a matter of, okay, time out. Let Let me go ahead and ask God to do what I have been trying to do. I have been trying to set a time frame. By this time, I'm going to be blah, blah, blah. This is my last month being da, da, da. And it's like, okay, matter of fact, God, can I just ask you uh, real quick, can you speak to me the way that you know that I that is customized to me? You specified even down to my fingerprints. I know that you can specify the way that you transmit and download information to me. Like I, I literally am, am a spirit being And I can speak to you in in multiple ways. We can speak English. We can speak in spirit. I could talk to you in my heart. There's so many different ways. But can you talk to me about this particular subject in a way that no one else will get it but me? In a way that I will know that I know that I know that I know that that was you. And so I said this. I work best with time frames. I don't care what the time frame is. Can you just give me a time frame so that I can go ahead and set my mind and keep it set without ever wavering? Because sidebar, the kind of person that I I am, if I'm in the gym, when I had a personal trainer at one point and I I saw the exercise that they went ahead and, you know, modeled out, that's what I was getting ready to do. I was like, okay, how many sets of that you need? They was like three, Boom, I would get into the particular position to start the exercise. And guess what you're gonna get out of me? Three. Don't get to the end of three and be like, one more, it doesn't work with me. The way that my mind is set up, I'm going to analyze, can I do three? Okay, cool, I'm, I'm gonna set my mind to do three. And three is what I'm going to push myself to give. When I was in labor, and that pain was getting a little bit more real than it needed to be, I called the woman in. I was like, so how many centimeters am I? She was like, um, and she told me my centimeters. I was like, "Mm." and I got to get to 10. Okay, I think I can do this a little bit more. And I locked my mind into you going to. Go ahead and go the rest of the centimeters. You you right there, bro. Like, just go ahead and get it done. I was like, yeah, I didn't plan on. Okay, we're going to go ahead and do it. But I'm that type of person. This is the time frame that I plan on being out of debt. This is the time that I plan on having this. This is the time that I plan on going ahead and get moving. Like, I am that person. And not that I want things perfected. It's just that I like to plan because I like to be prepared. It's just my thing. And so I said that to God. So God, I God, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm getting to the end of my rope. But I know that you said when I am weak, that that's where you make me strong. Because your grace is sufficient enough. I understand that. I believe that wholeheartedly. But I'm asking you, God, to give me something for the way that you wired me. I'm wired that way. I'm not demanding. I'm just very clear on how you wired me. And I'm very clear that I don't have that. So... I went ahead, left that alone. I promise you, not even an hour later, I get the phone call that I've been waiting for. I promise you, if I, if I'm telling the story, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not okay. You just go ahead and do that. I ain't about to swear on nothing. Have a nice day. Got the phone call. They gave me further information on what needed to be done. And so I got something set up for next week. So maybe a couple more days or what have you. They was like, okay, so the next step is you're going to do that. And so they was like, do you have any other questions for me? Absolutely. So I asked potentially what happens with the next step after that, right? So essentially sounding like this. There is another employment opportunity that I think will propel me in a way that it would literally change the trajectory of my life because I will finally see growth and all the things that I ever wanted to see. And so I'm sitting here like I, I need to know what the next steps are because the seat that I'm currently sitting in is uncomfortable. I've outgrown it. I feel like a 12-year-old in a toddler shoe, and I'm having to walk around and, and present like things are okay because that's what we're called to do. You know, you, need, you don't need to be walking around where people can actually see on your face and how you carry yourself, what's going on. That, that doesn't scream favor of God at all. And so it's not being phony, but it's being very much clear on, okay, um, God knows how much I can take. And until I get to that point where he understands spiritually when, then that means that I probably have a little bit more in the tank than, than I'm aware of. And so I went to God and was like, I don't, I don't know what the tank reflects on your side, but I can go ahead and tell you that I need you to give me a time frame so I can go ahead and lock my mindset to that. God was like, cool, had old girl called me. So she told me what the next steps is that and third, like I said, and then she's like, all right, well, do you have any other questions for me? Yes, so after this particular panel meeting, then what happens after that? So she was like, oh, so she gave me some specifications on that. And when I hung up the phone, I promise you, I have never felt that light in a very long time. Nothing changed externally. (laughs) Nothing changed internally. But what God did for me spiritually was so rich that I literally felt like I had the longest nap and I was so rejuvenated, it didn't even make sense and so I had to stop and ask myself what happened now that didn't happen 10 minutes ago I said that I finally got real enough to say to God I need you to speak to me the way that you know I need to be spoken to it it, I can listen to all the motivational everything's I can sing the songs that make me excited I can go ahead and eat a food and forget about it but there is something that I need if I'm going to be in this seat any longer than what I think I can bear I need you to talk to me like now I need you to literally crisscross applesauce with me and let me know okay listen this is what it is and I felt very 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 secure in asking God that because of the fact that Jesus said listen I'm getting ready to go back with my father where there's many mansions I'm going to prepare a place for you if it wasn't so I wouldn't have said it so I'm really clear that God is not trying to hide things from you he's not trying to be this majestic mysterious I don't know keep walking Marco Polo like he's not trying to play that game with you and so my thing was if you are daring enough, God, to at least let us know where we're going, you told the Israelites, Listen, I'm getting ready to take you to a land of milk and honey. Like, y'all not going to be in this anymore. I know that right now, y'all slaves right now, and you're probably going to have to go through some other steps. But when I'm getting ready to take y'all, oh my gosh, y'all, it's going to be amazing. You're going to be real estate owners. You're going to be. And so, what dawned to me is that God doesn't want to keep anything a secret from me. He's not trying to hide anything from me. And if He wants to reveal portions of my future that he can trust me with I'm going to at least ask him can you reveal the part that I need I'm not asking you to 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 tell me do it right now God I'm asking you to give me enough to hold on to where I'm currently at so I don't let go of where you're taking me and where I know I'm supposed to go that's what I'm asking if Moses was bold enough to say God listen can I see can I see you And God was like, nah, I can't let you do that because anybody who sees me, you know, the glory is too much, they pass out. He was like, okay, but can can I see any part of you? Like God even molded and shifted how other people experienced him because Moses asked, can I experience you in another way? And so I'm looking at all the different ways that people connected, all the different bold things that people asked. The fact that Peter was like, yo, Jesus, if that's you, tell me to come. Like the fact that people can't declare. I know that this usually doesn't make sense. And I know that you usually don't do this on an average Tuesday night. Okay. But what I'm going to go ahead and ask you is that for me and the relationship that you and I have, and as close as I feel with you, I'm going to ask you something that probably no one else asks you because I know that if it's done, it's going to affect me and, and produce my faith in a whole nother way than i've ever seen before if you do this this way i'm if you're daring enough to do it i'm gonna be daring enough to ask if if, if you gonna go ahead and let me see you bro then go ahead and let me see you bro <laughs> you understand if you're gonna let me crip walk with you on water because w- water's blue career if you're gonna let me go ahead and do that then i'm just going it's not like i say yo if that's you tell me to come and you were like no you're like, oh, okay forget it. We can turn this around real quick, but I really truly believe that it's not that you're not receiving. It's truly what the Bible says. You have not because you ask not. And the one thing that I'm not going to have a demerit on my card for in the heavenly realm is that I didn't ask. And so if I know that I'm at the end of my rope, if I know that there's some things that I'm like, bro, I know how much I have left then what I'm going to do is be daring enough to let him know. Listen, I know that you are all-knowing. You know the the hairs on my head, the numbers of the hair on my head. I know that you have a strategic plan for everything. I know that you know. But what I'm going to go ahead and do is let you know I need something else as I'm journeying on the path to my personalized land of milk and honey. And my gosh, God gave me exactly that. And it blew my heart. Mind. The fact that I can ask something in real time that's going to rejuvenate me so that I can continue on this path. Most of the time, what's happening is that we're we're giving and we're praying out our emotions. God has to give us the thing that's going to supplement us. And then we go ahead and we continue the journey. Like when the prophet was like, Listen, I just rather die. Just forget it. Elijah. Just forget it, God. Jezebel chasing me. Just forget it. God was like, listen, go ahead and take a nap, sir. And then when he took a nap, he woke him up. He had the angel wake him up and say, listen, eat this. And so he got up and he ate. And then he was like, uh-uh, listen, get up and eat some more of this. Because if you don't eat this, then you won't have what's needed to continue the rest of your journey. And I feel like if we just captured that, if we just told God and really was vulnerable enough to say to God, listen, I feel like I'm getting low. And I feel like I would like something to rejuvenate the parts of me that is needed to continue on this journey. I don't want to get off this path, God. I don't want to get off of this. I don't want to get off of this mentally, emotionally, physically. I don't want to be distracted. I don't want to be derailed. I don't want to delay what you have divinely put together for me. But what I'm asking you is to go ahead and give me now what I would need to get to my later, God. And I know that you know, but what I know enough about me is that I need a different touch from you. If the person that was blind, that saw men like, Trees when Jesus went ahead and made the mud clay eyes things on him, and he said, How do you see? He said, I see a man, men like trees. Jesus was like, Oh, I need to go ahead and give a second touch. So don't just think that God is stingy, that He just feels like I'm gonna do this thing just this one time and you should be okay with it, that I'm putting something together for you. Just be patient and have a nice day and shut up. Don't say nothing else. Like God understands relationship, and relationship sounds like I know that you're cooking for me, but is there something that I can snack on in the meantime and that you feel? safe enough to ask that and the person who's cooking feels securely in a relationship to know that you're not trying to overfeed yourself to bypass the meal you're not trying to just avoid or or put away with all the work that they're putting into what you're really trying to do is say listen I know that you're putting together something that's going to satisfy me but I feel empty right now Mm. Mm. do you understand when I'm driving home and when I really thought of it that way, I'm like, man, endurance looks different for different people. So why would God feel some kind of way if you were like, hey, listen, real quick. Is and if it was in good moral standing with good motives attached to it, why would God deny you? Why would God feel anything other than, you know what, if you ask me for it, and I, and I literally say in the Bible multiple times that you ask me for anything, In my son's name, that I would give it to you. That with two or more gathered, there I am in a mess. Why would he give you all these different things on asking, but then put a qualifying factor as to what you can ask? Oh no, no, don't ask me that though. Oh no, wait, whoa, 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 don't ask me that. I literally, when I read this Bible, people were asking some things that I was like, "Are you serious?" Solomon was daring enough to just be like, "Bro, just make me, just give me the heart, understanding, and knowledge to be able to, you know, like." Make me the smartest person in the world, low key, to be able to be this king. God was like, really? You didn't even ask me for wealth. (laughs) You was like, give me all the knowledge, all the knowledge ever. Like, that's kind of, isn't that daring? You don't, you don't, but how we look at it is, well, if he needed it and God knew that he needed it and God would have gave it to him. No, like literally God said, what do you want me to do for you? The all knowing God said, what do you want me to do for you? But he said, just give me the heart, understanding and knowledge and wisdom to go ahead and govern these people accordingly. You want me to make you the smartest man in the world for every situation that will come across your desk, sir? Yes. And then there you are at your job struggling because you knew? Huh? Why don't you just be like God? Real talk, um... This is the first day, but it don't have to feel like that because uh, I am gonna go. I want you to go ahead and give me wisdom that supersedes the, the position that I'm sitting in, the time frame and the tenure I've been in this position. I want you to go ahead and make me top of the class, God. I'm, I'm going to put in this study and I'm going to do the efforts, but I want you to go ahead and just propel me to excellence quickly. I want you to go ahead and yeah, I've never been a parent before, but I want you to make this thing so uh, clear to me that it's almost like I did this 10 times over. I've never been a wife before, God, but you know what? Uh, with your help, you'll go ahead and make it where I'm custom customized for this man and I'm customized for this with this woman as a husband like I literally why are we struggling in our current circumstances and Solomon was like bro can I ask you something um make me super duper smart uh because I never did this before and we scared to ask him questions again Moses asked to see him and buddy was like nobody can see me because they're gonna die sir he was like cool which part of you you gonna show me did you did you not hear him (laughs) <laughs> like, I got to understand did you not hear the part that he said "Uh, you can't do that because but then I, I, I went a little further and I was like you know who really shocks me who really like was on some daring tip the woman with the issue of blood. Mm, I wish she had a name because I want to I want to declare and decree some things. But you know what? Her, her name rings bells. OK, she's a nameless grandbaby. That's who she is. But you know what? She rings bells. I'm going to go ahead and read from um Mark five. And I'm going to give to you what I got today that just really just blew my mind in a whole different way. I didn't mean to rhyme, but that's just the kind of grandbaby I am all the time. OK, great. So Mark five want to go ahead and read from verse 21 because I always like a backdrop. All right, you know I read in the NLT version, right? All right, let's get it. 21, Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. 22, then a leader of the local synagogue whose name was Jairus arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. 23, pleading fervently with him. My little daughter is dying, rebuke that in the name of Jesus. He said, please come and lay your hands on her, heal her so she can live. 24, Jesus went with him and all the people followed, crowding around him. 25, a woman in the crowd has suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. 26, she has suffered a great deal from many different doctors. And over the years, she has spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. 27. She heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. 28. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. 29, immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her troubled condition. 30, Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? 31, his disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? 32, but he kept looking. He kept on looking around to see who had done it. 33. Then a frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. 34. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. I want to go back to, <laughs> to verse 28. Matter of fact, 27. She had heard about Jesus So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. It was at that very moment that I realized that she literally used all she had to get to him. And it resulted in her getting all Jesus had to heal her. Getting to him was all the strength she had getting to him was all she had what came out of him was all he had something about that just painted a totally different picture of this woman there is something about fixing your mind on something if I can just touch his robe if I can just touch his robe I will be healed if I can just make it through this pay period if I can just make it through this particular month if I can just make it through this particular season I will never get here again if I could just go ahead and get out of this relationship that is toxic I promise myself and my future self that I will never put my emotions and my heart in the hands of someone who is that greedy that abusive emotionally that abusive whatever way that they do it just totally a disregard to who I am as a being if I can just go ahead and get past this one particular position. I promise that my next steps will be my best steps. I will never get into this position again. If I can just go ahead and make sure once I get all these bills updated and get out of this financial situation, I will make sure that I will never ever ever mishandle my money like this again. There is something about being in despair that makes you go ahead and just set a if I because you understand that once you get out of this particular situation, you will never live life the same again. If I can just touch him, if I can just get to him, this woman was literally at the end of her rope. The Bible already says that she went to all the doctors, went to all the doctors. Okay, that's what it says in verse 26, that over the years she spent everything she had. And not only did she go ahead and put those efforts forth thinking that it would yield a good result, she actually got worse. Sounds a lot like when you're praying on something, and you're doing all the things right, and you're not seeing the fruit of that. You're like, God, I'm applying to all the things, and I even got my resume updated, and, you know, I'm I'm, I'm readily available, and I and I got, I got the education. I got this, that, and the third, got like, I got the experience, God, and, and what was happening, and I, I don't see what it is that I'm putting forth. I'm not seeing the fruit come out just yet. Sounds a lot like you praying over something, and it's not getting better. You declaring something. <laughs> this is my last month that I was like I was telling you a few moments ago about me. You are declaring something, and it's not it's not hitting. Like it's not giving what it's supposed to give. <laughs> like what happened? And that is when you need to realize exactly what I realized today. Exactly what the woman with the issue of blood just helped us realize in this conversation that that means that you are at the end of your rope. When them people was going ahead uh, and praying and crying over 400 years, that was the end of their rope. When uh, situations are occurring in your life and you like, I just can't take it no more. Then you finally got to the place that you're like, oh, you know what? Then actually when I said that, A, B, and C happened. You think that was just a miracle? No, what we under- need to understand is that there is such a thing as the end of your rope. Because when your rope ends, God goes ahead and picks up and he begins what he was supposed to do. There is something powerful in having a good assessment of yourself. There is something powerful about knowing, you know what? I got, I got this much left in me. <laughs> I done spent all I need to spend on these doctors. Um, I, I, I gave all I have, I, and I know how much I have left, and I have enough. In my opinion, I don't think that she was one of the people that walked up to him. I think she was one of the people that crawled. Because it probably was embarrassing that you still bleeding like that. You probably had a smell. You probably was still bleeding. You probably didn't have the proper rags or whatever the case may be to go ahead and conceal that. So the last thing you want to do is to be toe-to-toe with people pushing, pushing, pushing. So you probably made yourself a little bit lower so that when Jesus turned around, he could not go ahead and confirm who touched me because you were lower than the average height. So to physically get into the position that you are so laser-focused, even while bleeding, even while knowing, yo, if this don't work, I don't have nothing else in the bank. There is no plan B. That, yo, if this don't work, I don't know because I put all my eggs in one basket. That that bloody bloody is all get out. I, I made it here to go ahead and hear about him. I heard about buddy. I don't know too much about him. But you know what? At this point, this is my last. This is all I have. Is there something in your life right now that you like, God, I'm not a gambling person, but I could let you know that this next stop um, is all I have, sir. Like I don't have anything else outside of this. I don't have, this is how much I have in me. You're either in one or two places. You're either saying this is all I have and I need you to work with what I have and the action that I'm getting ready to produce from this. Or you're on the other spectrum of that and saying, God, I'm looking at my tank and it's looking low, sir, and I don't know where the next refill is gonna come from for me to feel okay about this. So I need you to do something customized to me. I think out of all the people there, the reason that was touching him, the reason why she got healed is because she's the one that put all her faith in one basket. She didn't have no plan B. It wasn't really nothing to talk about. And I think that it's not a coincidence, again, that she gave all she had to even get the strength to touch him because I don't know if you know but um bleeding means that you're losing iron it makes you feel fatigued it, it's a whole I have a little bit of experience and it shouts out to Eve okay um, so I know what that feels like and so to have to fight through the way that you're feeling physically to have to fight through the people that are already touching him to have to fight through the fact that I'm sure the enemy was like oh who I like to call the elemental P because he don't get no play in these conversations but I'm sure it was like why are you trying that you already tried like the tangible stuff I mean the doctor doctors couldn't heal you I mean you already spent all your money I mean it's been 12 years do you really think that's going to get better I mean seriously I'm sure it was all kind of emotional things that she had to fight mentally she had to fight she's already fighting physically so the one thing that she was like I'm gonna just do this last little hoorah in the spiritual realm and just hope that something happened it's like my gosh my gosh what God honors when you just real with yourself what God honors when you're just like, bro, this is all I, I'm going to just throw this last Hail Mary and just hope that it is, I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is after that. Like, I don't know. And to me, that's the beauty of not having it all figured out. It's just as long as your last bet, your last proverbial bet, is on Jesus, you already won. Today, I learned something very valuable. All you have left, if you truly present that to God, it will open up a whole nother door of abundance, a whole nother door of healing, a whole nother door of rejuvenation. Whatever you're low on, he's going to refill 10 times over than you can ever think. He literally took a little boy's lunch, two fish and five loaves and fed 5,000 men, not counting women and children. There is something about it being in your hand that looks way different when you put it in God's hands. There is something about getting to your last straw and just being vulnerable enough and honest enough to let God know this is all I have. You remember the woman that the prophet Elisha said, Hey, what you doing? She was like collecting sticks and stuff so I can go ahead and just, you know, cook for my child. And then it's a wrap after that. He was like, Oh, okay. Well, when you bake that, make enough for me. She was like, Are you serious? Yeah, because in your hand, um, and, it, and without you speaking what's in your hand, uh, you would never know that abundance is just around the corner. What if she would have never said to him uh, the fact that she didn't have anything else? Just be honest with where you're at. Just be honest with what you have. Just be honest on what you're feeling. Just be honest. If nothing at all, be honest with God. Because notice the woman with the issue of blood had to do that. when She, she did a trembling. She came out the crowd like... Can I say something? It was me. And she was honest with it. And when she explained what she did, what Jesus say, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. All well, I wanted to know that she was going to be honest about what happened. And Jesus probably asked it because he was like, not because he didn't know per se, but because no one else knew they can get healed like that. Why are all these other people touching him and they're not getting healed? What was different with her touch? Because the fact that she locked her mind into if I could just touch his his robe, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just go ahead and touch anything that is Jesus, then I know that this is going to stop. And I'm putting everything that I have into this one actionable spiritual faith move. Because I believe that it's going to happen. I believe it. I refuse not to believe it because I've seen what he did before. So if he did it before, he could do it again. This woman literally illustrated what faith is in motion. That's my challenge to you. What is currently happening in your life right now that all you truly need to do is just be honest with where you're at so that God can go ahead and rejuvenate where you're going. Honestly, I already feel wholeheartedly that as I was speaking to you, the Holy Spirit told you exactly what to pray on. He gave you pinpointed exactly what you need to say. Like, I already know that these conversations are not just like, hmm, we're just like hearing each other. He specified to you exactly what it is. And you were like, hmm, yeah, I need to. Okay, so go ahead. If you know that, okay. I need you to go ahead and be obedient in that. I need you to go ahead and ask. I need you to go ahead and say, okay, so what's the next steps?" Or maybe you need to go ahead and just say, this is what I'm getting ready to do and make an actionable situation because all the things that I've been repeating to you, the woman with issue of blood, Elisha, uh, Moses, everybody, nobody was waiting for God to do something. People just walked out and did something bold and was like, God, what's up? I'm here. (laughs) I touched your garment, sir. Yeah, it was me. Like, you understand? Like, Moses is like, bro, I want to see you. No, because we've been doing all this talking and I feel like you ghosting me. Like, I don't want to be catfish. Like, God, real talk. Can I see you? <laughs> you understand? But I feel like you got what you needed. Mm-hmm. I definitely do. You know what these conversations are, right? Yeah, they're life-provoking conversations, conversations that not the average person is going to have with you, but who your favorite homegirl, okay? listen. There is something breaking loose in the spiritual realm that I need you to go ahead and hone on, hold on and hone into. I do not want you to get distracted by the waves and the wind. I want you to walk on water. I want you to win. There is something that is happening. I need you to lock into it. I know that you sense it. I know that you feel it. And I know that's why you see all these distractions are trying to come out the woodworks and take you off your grind. But I need you to completely and utterly be honest. Honesty is going to get you out of this faster and thorough than anything that you've ever seen. It's going to catapult you. I need you to be honest. I need you to be real with God and I need you to let let him know where you feel you're at so that you can continue to get where you're going. Do you understand that? I had to get that last little bit, but I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go. Okay. i talk to you later. Mm-hmm. Later.